Hello and welcome to a very, very special Comics Pals interview. Of course, I am Sean, joined today by one of my favorites, you know, uh, one of the, the darkest, most demonic forces oh. in the industry that also happens to have a heart of gold. I'm here with Tales of Mystery writer, Butts and Seats writer, uh, Amazon number one best-selling graphic novel writer, mm. Dirk Manning. Right on, man. I, I was conflicted. Like, do I do the heart? Do I do the horns? <laughs> do I do both? But no, man, thank you for having me on. It's, it's good to see you, especially uh, relatively soon after New York Comic Con, too, which was nice to see you there as well, man. So it's, yeah. it's, I, I always appreciate getting to chat with you, man. Thanks for having me on. Likewise, uh, we actually did get to chat at New York Comic Con. We are a little backed up on our interviews. That one is still coming, but we wanted to give you guys a little something. That the Tales of Mystery Volume 5 Kickstarter is on now um and we couldn't let this pass without us talking about it and getting you guys something to kind of chew on so um yeah absolutely since the last time we talked Mm -hmm. a lot has come out um yeah yeah the, the the kickstarter has has begun and has been extremely successful i'm going to uh tell the people exactly how successful we're talking here so the but goal people, people won't accuse me of putting myself over i'm just gonna, i got it hold up <sighs> the, <go- laughs> the, the, the goal was is thirteen thousand dollars right yes sir to this point with 10 days to go we are at twenty three thousand three hundred and eighty nine dollars two hundred and forty two lovely people have backed this kickstarter so far how are you feeling about those numbers it's it's wild man you know um i i used to kind of felt like i ran october a little bit in kickstarter back in the day mm. uh source point press alone who you know we're publishing tales of mystery with has multiple had multiple kickstarters creators doing kickstarters going on in october mm-hmm. you know so the fact that several of my my peers at the company had campaigns going on um along with all these other campaigns just in the world going on Plus, we're post-pandemic. We're just by the pandemic. To have this level of support with ten days left uh, is is amazing. We we are only, I think, we're less than three hundred dollars away from unlocking what I anticipated to be the ultimate stretch goal, which I know we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, but we've unlocked ten stretch goals so far in twenty days. We we broke twenty k in ten days. Um, it, it's amazing, and I know you and I have had this conversation before about how mystery is like if i had to write one series for the rest of my life or until its natural conclusion yeah it would be tales of mystery and as a result i'm always especially vulnerable with this property you know and i always want them to do well and you know and and lord knows that you know there's been a you know hiccups and in, in mysteries life in the story and, and otherwise <laughs> so to be at this point where like you said we're over twenty three thousand, with 10 days left on a thirteen thousand dollar goal 10 stretch goals unlocked. We're about to unlock the ultimate stretch goal. Uh, I was on the phone with SourcePoint today, lining up additional possible stretch goals. Oh, wow. I, we got 10 days left, you know, and you know yeah. me, I'm going to keep paying it forward until the last moment of the campaign. So there you go. So long answer to short question. It feels awesome. Uh, I'm grateful. I'm humbled. And, uh, and I appreciate everyone backing the, the, the campaign and I, I hope everyone recognizes that I'm continuing to pay it forward, not only with an awesome book, an awesome omnibus, 
awesome stretch goals, awesome Kickstarter exclusive perks. And uh, yeah, I'm ready to, ready to bring Mr. E back. Well, let's, let's talk about what people can get out of this, what you're getting out of this. If you have already pledged, if this is a project that you're excited about um, and then what people who may not uh, have pulled the trigger yet, or maybe don't even know what this is yet, um, what they're kind of getting out of this. So first of all, um, as a fan of Tales of Mystery uh, for, for quite some time now, I think I got into it when there was only one volume. Yeah. Um, yeah. That my, maybe there, maybe there were two, but it was you know it was, it was in yeah, those was early, early days, right? Yeah, um, this is a cool story for people. I feel like if you're into like Doctor Strange uh, to some degree, I think <clears throat> I've, I've been watching. Um, I've been watching. This is random, but I've been watching X Files recently, and some okay. of the like skepticism aspects of that show, and yeah, you know yeah. things like that. Um, and, 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 you know, it's just a really cool story that's kind of in a post-apocalyptic world where magic and monsters are real, but not everybody believes it. And there's all these, like, conspiracies and things like that. It touches on a lot of different areas. <laughs> um, and, and that's, you know, what I like about it. And this, this particular volume, uh, Rockstar Paranoia, it, it stretches back, actually, and kind of ties in with Nightmare World, which is pretty cool. Can you talk yeah. about that? Yeah, big time. Um, Tales of Mystery Volume 5, Rockstar Paranoia, starts Act 2 of the series, which is ultimately going to be a three-act play, I guess, for lack of a better word. <clears throat> and uh, a lot of... And you touched on this, Sean, that the first four volumes of Tales of Mystery really kind of set the stage for everything. You know, it's like, like I said, you think of like the first act of a play. And if you think about the fact that we're talking about 550 pages to really set the stage and set the big picture, that's a little bit of a different style of storytelling. And that's not to say that everything along the way wasn't engaging, but ideally what people experience is they read the first four, read the first four volumes is, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I thought it was this story about this lone magician monster hunter. Yeah. And it's this much bigger thing. And by the time you get to the end of volume four, it's like, wow okay now we're in volume five volume five starts act two all the pieces are in play and things like that now we really start to get kind of rocking and rolling no pun intended (laughs) Um, and a lot of plot points from nightmare world are going to be revisited and some of them resolved in uh tales of mystery volume five including one particular plot point all the way back from nightmare world volume two Mm. um and i'll give you an exclusive i know you guys like to get an exclusive oh, i will, yes, get, I will give that. this to you we've got 10 days left of the campaign um the nightmare world 2 story for those about to rock we salute you with the the kid that wanted to be a heavy metal singer and sold his soul to the devil and then joined a boy band mm. the glamour boys the glamour boys return in tales of mystery volume five awesome okay yeah. and 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 there's other stuff as well. There's a lot of layers to what's going on, but that is definitely part of it. And, and this is one of those things like that long-term storytelling. I always knew where that story was going and I always knew where it was going to end. And, and I'll tell you with Tales of Mystery Volume 5, the total mystery page count were you to get the omnibus of the first four volumes and then get Volume 5 puts us about 700 pages. And um, <clears throat> it, yeah, right? It's not lost on me that the privilege I have of getting to 
be 700 pages deep in this story. Yeah. I think I did that the other day, it was like 32 issues, you know, which is a lot for a creator owned book. So yeah, getting to harken back and not to mention Cthulhu, obviously from, yeah. the, you know, coming back, uh, the glamor boys are back and there's some other things, um, you know, uh, oh, gosh, I'll say this, even though I shouldn't say this. I'm gonna bring it on. It. Bring it I on. I know. You know, you bring out the you bring out the best in the world. <laughs> you know, uh, we saw at the end of volume four that that Thelma Lushkin and Duma Shine and Lucifer and play and starting to put things together. Uh, we've unlocked a bonus comic and one of the bonus stories called Friends in Low Places revisit some stuff going on with Lucifer and how he's kind of starting to put the pieces together of what's been happening. Um mm. And then Sankur, who did While You Sleep, I Destroy Your World from Nightmare World Volume 2, the Sherlock Holmes story, which may be my favorite. I don't want to say favorite, but it may be like, I think one of the best Nightmare World stories I ever wrote, came back to do that bonus story. Oh, that's cool. It's, dude, this package is incredible. So, you know, whether people get Tales of Mystery, just Volume 5, whether they get the Omnibus and Volume 5, um, there's going to be a lot of threads to Nightmare World as well. But all that being said, I want to say this too. You can read Tales Mystery Volume 5. And it's a perfect jumping on point for the series. You know, if you've heard about this series or you just want to treat yourself to something new and get all these cool bonuses, including a free video game download, um, jump into Volume 5. And if you like it, you can go back and you can get the omnibus of the first four volumes from SourcePoint. Mind you, it won't be the Kickstarter exclusive hardcover version, but right. it will be available. It will be out there. Now you want to treat yourself you want to get the hardcover you got 10 days or whatever whatever that is from when this airs you know a week yeah yeah um and and you mentioned you mentioned a video game and i was gonna you know i was gonna like go down the list of all the cool stuff right, that's coming right, but we'll just right. we'll just cut to the chase man you got a damn video game coming out <laughs> For tales of Mister, what are we doing? Where is this going? You got a video game. Can we I talk about that? Yeah, you know, I wanted to do something special for this, and Austin McKinley. All, all credit to Austin McKinley. Austin McKinley was um, the original series colorist for the first half of Volume One. He really set like that noir grayscale palette of Volume One. Mm. He has illustrated story uh, stories and Tales of Mystery Volume Three. He's done stuff in Nightmare World. And he's the illustrator of Tales of Mystery Volume 5. Alessandro DeFornisari is doing the color and letters. Austin is incredibly multi-talented. He is a filmmaker. He is a colorist. He is an illustrator. He is a cartoonist. And he's a wow. video game designer. Wow. Yeah. And um, when we were talking about what to do for, for Volume 5 in the Omnibus, I said, man, wouldn't it be amazing if we did a Tales Mystery video game. And Austin, Austin's a genius. He's like, yeah, man, let's do it. And I said, no, Austin, I'm serious. I want to do this. And he goes, no, man, yeah, me too. And I said, I hope you're not kidding because I'm not <laughs> kidding. No, no, I'm not, I'm not. And yeah, so I figured it like, and again, and I know I say this all the time and people get probably tired of me saying it, but it's true. I mean this sincerely. I thought like the last day or two of the campaign, we'd be grinding towards that video game. We got 10 days left and we're less than $300 away from it. Like one person getting picked to get drawn into volume six and then kicks in two more dollars. Boom. We not only unlock the video game for everyone that backs for hardcover, but we also 
become the first kicks comic book Kickstarter in history to offer people a free video game based on that, a free video game, let alone based on that comic. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's, it's a side scroll. It's called Tales of Mystery, Punch All Monsters. And uh, I, I posted a graphic of it on the Kickstarter page, which is at talesofmystery.com. Or if you go to Kickstarter, just search R-H-E-E. But it's, uh, it's I get, I get an Infinity Fighter style game. Uh, Austin's been sending me little GIFs and stuff with the characters, the pixel sprites. That's awesome. Right? Yeah. Um, it's your mystery and you got to punch all the monsters. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> he punches enough, he gets some magic and then you get to do some magic stuff. But that's so know, cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, it's, it's mind blowing. You know, it, it's just such a cool thing. And uh, Austin is, I've said since day one, Austin is one of the nicest guys in comics mm. and he's such a good dude. And to be able to do this and for us to be able to do this, uh, this is game changing. I've known friends for years that say, Oh, I'm going to make a video game based on my comic. And you know, me don't talk about it. Be about it. Sure. Here I am. And I'm giving it to everyone for free for backing the campaign. As long as you back for the volume five hardcover, the omnibus hardcover, or ideally both books, because that gets you volume one in full color and the omnibus for the first time. And they get you everything. And yeah. that James O'Barr freaking cover. Which is um, awesome. And by the yeah. way, you know, I want to um, show you guys some of this art. So I'm going to put some art into this. Um, okay, if you're yeah. watching on YouTube, we'll yeah. have some cool goodies for you guys to look at. The covers are great. Um, even some of the, the interior art that's here in the on the Kickstarter page uh, yeah. is, is awesome. There are some really really nice imagery here and it's thank you it's fun because um every every volume of 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 tales of mystery has you know a different kind of flavor to it right right um and it's fun to kind of track that and see you know it's it's almost like um when when a new creative team comes on to spider-man and you're like oh man what's the new artist going to bring to it how right. you know how are they going to change it up how's the story going to evolve because of this this artist that's fun to track with with this uh series thank you and 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 that's the thing too you know it's like i knew coming into volume five that i needed a very specific style of artist to do this volume and Austin McKinley, his work is so cinema, cinema, cinemagraphic. <laughs> I think it's the word. Uh, he has such a strong sense of uh, cinematography in the way he illustrates. And I knew I would need that for this. I've worked with very talented artists on Tales of Mystery, you know, yeah. and, and got to work with some of them several times. Um, and I also knew I needed a specific art style for Volume Five, and Austin was the guy. You know, um, again, you know, spoiler: it came down to Austin or Mariana Pescosta. She's you know, amazing. She's super amazing. Like Austin is super amazing. And the way it worked out, Austin was the way to go. But then I still brought in Alessandro Fornasari to color it. Right. And it's so funny because I've been able to show virtually nothing from inside this book without giving stuff away. Like the images you see on the Kickstarter page, I'd like pull teeth to get those because almost every freaking page of this 140 page book is a spoiler. You know, and, and it's like <laughs> I've had to be so careful in what I show you know, legit, man. It's, it's, it's nuts. Even when we were doing the video and, and putting in random art, I'm like, no, we can't show that. We can't show that. We can't show wow. that. You know, so having Alessandro and Austin together is an incredible pairing because Alessandro normally only colors Mariana and uh, man, some of the art stuff they do in this, it's just incredible. You can see why Alessandro is a Ringo award nominated. Color. Yeah. You know, absolutely. He's good. 
and we're pairing him with Austin Style and some of these really bold, like European choices he did in the coloring. Uh, when you get to the rock concert part of the book, it clicks, man. It's like it, it, it clicks all the way through, but then you're like, oh, wow. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to get my hands on this. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for what I want to get to. And I'm excited to be with Source Point Press. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm super stoked about this. So you, you said that this is the start of, of Act Two, a three act sort of story here. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk at all about how long Act Two is going to be? Um, you know, there are going to be more reveals and more cool crossovers and things like that. Is that the trend here? Is Are the doors just blown off? Um, people that know me, I'm sure can probably extrapolate how many volumes will be in the whole series, especially if you figure the volume. Well, Act 1 was four volumes. It's three volumes altogether. I have certain motifs in what I do. <laughs> so I will just uh, trick stick a phobia anyone. So I will just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I uh, the ending of volume five is going to wreck people. Hmm. Fact, fact, stone cold fact. You know, uh, when I saw it illustrated even having written it, my heart was like, like literally no exaggeration. <laughs> I mean, no, even knowing what's coming and seeing the, the, the final page. Oh, oh my gosh. It was just like, you know, we're the pedals to the metal now. That's all I'm going to say. And um, yeah, the pedals to the metal. That's all I'm going to say, man. That's all I'm going to say. I, I, um, but I, I know the course of the whole story. I know where it's going to go. I, I anticipate it being a certain amount of volumes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's definitely a trajectory. There's definitely an end point. This is a finite series. Even though it's going to be a big one, it is a finite one. Uh, but it's but it's long. You know, we did we did 550 pages in Act One. You know, um, in four volumes. So kind of, you know, do the math. I don't want to. I don't want anything specific. But I mean, I've got a guess. I bet your guess is correct, <laughs> so we don't even have to talk about it. <laughs> I Fair have enough. certain motifs, and that is the plan. <laughs> that is the plan. Well, I want to. I want to get into a little bit of of you know what you can get for your pledge, because uh, again, at this point, we're almost completely through the campaign. We've almost unlocked every single stretch goal, which is, you know, it's cool. It's very very cool. Um, the ultimate stretch goal, we've got the video game. We talked about how cool that is. Um, but even before that, things you are all, if, if the campaign stopped now, right? Let's right. say it was over now and there right. was nothing else coming, you would be getting uh, the art print on the omnibus signed by James Obar. Right. A separate print of that cover image, right? Signed by me and James Obar. That's really, really cool. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> no, it blows my mind. It's like Jim Obar was like, the crow was one of the first comics I ever read to get into comics. So Dev Jim James Obar assigning prints of my character for all of us, all the backers is yeah. Yeah, that's something that uh I'm always fascinated by is you guys, and when I say you guys, I mean creators 
who have kind of, you know, been doing this for a while, built a, a certain level of stature, you get to work sometimes with your, your idols, you know, and the people that you came up yeah. um, reading, engaging with their work. What's it like for you whenever you get the opportunity to like actually work with someone of that stature in any capacity? I, I first started um, meeting James O'Barr when I was like 17 years old, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. So whenever I'm in front of him, and, and James, if you're watching this, I, I apologize. Uh, I've dealt with James personally, professionally. I still become that 17-year-old kid, you know, like, that's cool. hello, sir. You know, like the other guy was like, it was Harlan Ellison all the time. Like, hello, oh. sir. Hello, sir. You know, and I was at uh, Ace Chicago when he was um, started messaging me about doing, he was sitting down to paint the cover. And he started like busting my balls a little bit. You're like messing with me, like ripping me on the cover. He's like, you know, and like sending me jokes and stuff like that. And, and I just almost didn't want to take it because <laughs> this is one of my, 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 the guy that created one of the most, he created a book that changed the trajectory of my life. You know, he created a work of art that literally the reason I'm sitting here now in a room full of comics, making comics, talking to you about comics, doing comic cons, is because of the crow so wow yeah to not only own that painting now that he did of of my most personal character and now like even when i talked about signing him you know i was like went up to him like hey, hello. i saw we were to come together and i kind of creep over I'm like uh hello sir uh how are you and i was wondering if we do this campaign if if you would mind if i gave you a little bit of a stipend and if i paid for the shipping and and and, and bought you markers would you mind signing them you know and james like yeah yeah that's fine yeah like okay thank you sir i appreciate it i i i, I just email you it's like yeah yeah okay, thank you sir you know you know there's, there's a scamper away like <laughs> you know so yeah it, it's incredible man it's it's incredible he's one of those few guys that i almost get like the nervous sweats now talking about it he's such a good guy he's very nice very low-key just cool dude and 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 to be in this position to be able to offer that is one of the stretch goals to all of you uh, to yeah. be able to share that joy with you. And for people to get a signed print by James O'Barr for free is just one of the things. Right. It's, it's an honor. And again, like that's included, like that's baked in. I think that's yeah. uh, something that's so cool about Kickstarter is that you do get so much for your money, like for any, you know, a good, any good Kickstarter, I feel. Um, you're, you're, you know, you're paying whatever you're paying for your pledge, but then there's all right. these extra cool things that get added on just right. by virtue of you supporting. Right. That, that's how I do it. Not everyone does it that way, but that's how it is. to me, it's a pay it forward. You know, to me, it's a situation where I want to pay it forward to you, the backers, people who support the campaign, give you more stuff. So yeah, that's just one of the things that you get. There's all other things too. There's tons of stuff you get. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like the bonus print comic, digital comic stories. Um, it's just, it's just like it's such a laundry list of things. Yeah. And then, uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember if you said this on air that maybe there could be other things. Yeah. So where we're at now is you get the sticker, you get a book plate, Kickstarter, and all this stuff is this. This stuff's all Kickstarter exclusive. See so the the sticker, then you get the Kickstarter exclusive book plate signed by me signed by austin remarked head sketch by austin mckinley on it 
you get a bonus comic with two Kickstarter exclusive stories, mystery stories in print that are not going to be reprinted anywhere else in the, in the trade paperback. These are Kickstarter exclusive, uh, Kickstarter exclusive comic. You are getting the print signed by James Abar. We're about to unlock the video game. And then to your point, I just was on the phone with source point today about like having to unlock more stretch goals. You know, how much can we wow. trick out? The, how much can we trick out the omnibus? I mean, I understand we live in a different world than we did in 2016 or whatever, but you know, I got ideas. <laughs> well, I got ideas. We'll see what I can get away with. I mean, printing costs are different and we, we live in that a, looks cool. We live in a different world right now, but you might, people might remember the leather balance Nightmare yes. world Bible with the gold. And I'm not promising this, but um, oh, that would be cool. That we'll would see. be cool. We'll see. I mean, we'll see what I can get away with. And someone right now, source point is screaming like, shut up. Shut <laughs> up. But uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what we can, we'll see what we can make happen for everybody. Well, how could we not mention uh, what you have, what you actually showed me in person, which I thought was amazing. Um, that is also a part of this campaign is the, the uh the 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 figure statue the the statue yeah 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 teaming up with six is one media uh les garner to do the tales of mystery statues uh we're limiting those to 13 copies um yeah you know and and again something awesome to do i i feel a little bit bad because there's so much awesome stuff in this campaign i feel like people don't know where to jump we're offering rebeaties (laughs) we're offering you know hats with a re-sigil we're offering those incredible statues limited to 13 copies maybe down the road we'll make some busts or something some like mini versions of like yeah the bust. but that's fine the statue is super limited you know and there's gonna be 13 of them there's that number again hmm. you well, know and, and that's it yeah. 13 as of as of like when you started right now there's only eight left right right so so you know not to it. be missed no, and, and again, a pledge for a statue unlocks the video game for everybody. So if you're watching this and we're not there yet, which, I mean, we very well may be by the time this airs, but uh, yeah, you know, that, that unlocks the video game or, unlo- or pushes towards unlocking more stretch goals, you know, depending what source point press is going to let me get away with. <laughs> well, I want to ask you about sort of, you know, when you do a Kickstarter and it's mm-hmm. successful, um, I think we would all kind of agree that like, it's not easy to do this. Right. And so something that I see you do something that I see uh, some other creators who I follow um, do is when they've got a Kickstarter that's doing really well or has done well, they like to sort of pay it forward and talk about other people's Kickstarters or Kickstarters that, you know, they have decided that they want to jump on board with. Right. Um, Is that something that's important to you to kind of use your platform uh, because you do have these successful Kickstarters to kind of give other people that bump. Yeah. And, and sometimes I do that just by talking to people on the side about strategies for how to run their campaign. Sometimes I'll put out in my updates, by the way, here's something else. Um, it really depends on people's level of comfort. You know, some people are very fiercely independent and they want to do it their own and they don't want uh, a bump or the rub, like they say in wrestling, you know, yeah. they, they don't want that. They want to, they want to do it their own way. Um there's a lot of people who have helped privately over the years. And I'm not saying that to put myself over, but you know, I, I'm not, I'm not like a Brian Polito level guy, but I've done all right. I've done almost half a million on Kickstarter. 
you know, good. closing in on it, you know. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, you know, I'm very big on paying it forward and everything. You know, I mean, that that's just something that I, I believe in, you know, we, I can only hope other people do the same. And, and yeah, so sometimes I'll promote Kickstarters that other people are doing um, publicly. I'll share them. Uh, I'll give people advice on it. Sometimes I'll, I'll do like a backer swap or not backer swap, I guess like a campaign swap where we like share each other's campaigns and then update. Sure. Um, absolutely. Because you know what? I know a lot of people will say, oh, well, if you're promoting someone else's stuff, you're taking away from your own. And that's not, that's not the name of the game. You know, I really believe that we have an obligation to help lift each other up and support each other. Um, you know, a high tide raises all ships. There you go. I mean, that's it. You know, there's a lot of people in this world that want to get farther by tearing other people down, but that's not, that, that's at best short-term gain. Focus on the positive, focus on what you think is productive and support that stuff use your energy to get that stuff out there promote your friends promote the stuff you like uh, i watched a movie the other day that i really wanted to like i didn't like it mm. at all you know what that movie was which one eternals no i liked eternals i talked and i talked about it but you know which one i didn't like no and you'll never know unless we talk about it <laughs> privately because I'm not going to go on social media and use my social media to crap on something. Right. Now, Eternals, I did say on, on, on Instagram, I went into it, not sure if I'd like it. And I really, really liked it. Hmm. That's fine. Because I think a lot of people are that way. Like, oh, I've heard negative reviews of this movie. I'm like, look, it has, it's 10, it stars 10 people. Yeah, <laughs> you know, for starters, you know, it's like, it's like this, this massively diverse, amazing cast. It's beautiful cinematography. Yep. Um, it's not a perfect movie, but there are very few perfect movies out there. But this was really good. And I really liked it. Conversely, like I said, a couple of days before that, I watched a movie I was really excited to see and was really let down. Oh, I think I know what movie you're talking about. Well, we'll talk later. Yeah, fair enough. So, well, yeah. we'll talk off the air. We'll compare notes. I didn't like it. And as a result, I'm not talking about online. Now, there's always that knee-jerk reaction, like, oh, you know, I can get some, I can get some hate clicks. And, you know, right. there's even studies that now show that a lot of social media is literally designed to weigh heavier negative reactions to things. Which, again, that just makes me, laugh's probably not the right word, but it, it makes me exasperated when people still fall into this trap of just, like, complaining about stuff online. And, sure. But it's like, there's that part because you want engagement on your posts because you want, you want people to see what you're doing so they can then see your projects and stuff. But again, it's like, no, I, I want to have the, I want to keep my center and I'm not going to go bash this film online just to get people to engage in it. Instead, I talked about the Eternals, which I really liked and I would recommend everyone go see. I agree with everything you just said. As a person who just did a review of Eternals in which I said I didn't like it. So, you know, there you go. Well, but well, well, oh, your ahead. job as a critic is to be honest. Right. But you have a job as a critic. Yeah. I am a comic book creator and a fan. There's a difference, you know. Yeah. Uh, I did. I did music journalism for years, and I would not review an album or that I, that I didn't like unless it was a band I normally liked. And I really mm. wanted to like the album it did. 
And, and some people used to give me give me hell about it. Like, oh, well, you know, you only give positive reviews. And I said, that's not it. If someone blindly sends me an album or I'm blindly assigned an album by the editor, and if I don't like it, I give it back and say, give this to, give this, to this guy. I think he would right. be able to give you a more honest review. If you went into the Eternals liking most Marvel movies and thought you would like it and didn't, so be it. Or it's your job as a journalist, as part of the Comic Pals, to talk about your opinion. But that's why people are going to plug into your show to hear, here's this diverse group of people. What is Sean's take versus this person's take versus this person's take on the movie? That's different than me getting on social media at midnight. Oh, you know, if the <laughs> turtles, oh, you know, it's just get out of here. No yeah yeah i i completely agree I, i'm all about the the positivity and i think there's a way to have a conversation about something you don't like that's constructive like i love it right. whenever i see on twitter a conversation about something that's like eh, i didn't love this here's why and here are these like logical reasons that i didn't feel connected to this that's right. different than jumping on and saying oh this this sucked you know right. this sucked is not constructive Right. And, 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 and Twitter not only has no context, but Twitter has very little nuance. And it's not sure. designed to be. It's designed to be these short little bird vomits of information, like the, like the mama bird puking in the baby's mouth. Like, bleh, 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 you know? <laughs> so, right. And that's why I appreciate shows like yours as well, that we can Thank have you. conversations about it. You know, I would love to talk sometime about movies and things like that, you know, but our time is always limited. And, and right now, people need to go check out Tales of the Street absolutely absolutely um and, that, and that's you know those here. stretch goals right <laughs> um I, I i do want to ask you one more off-topic question just because yeah, again as you said we never get to speak yeah, um right. something that's been on my mind a lot lately is how writers sort of um inject themselves into stories that they're telling because mm -hmm. you know you write they say write what you know and you what do you know more than yourself right and i don't think it's weird uh, that that happens you know uh, there was a, a twitter thing that was going on a couple of weeks ago where people were saying oh it's weird that writers will self-insert that term self-insert you know um and i I, th I think it's weird that people think that's weird what else would yeah, you do i'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of trying to chew on that and i'm like i mean all art is an extension of the self so right. to somehow attempt to shame or villainize I don't know. I, I guess I'd really have to, I always try to presume positive intent. So I'd really have to try to figure out and, and process what's the, what's the positive intent and in potentially shaming that. But anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, my, my, my question is, especially as I, as I stare at this extremely sweet cover for uh Rockstar paranoia, Tales of Mystery <laughs> Volume five. Yeah. Um, is that, you know, from a certain point of view that that character, especially holding the microphone, what appears to be a microphone, although it's it probably a not. Yeah, no, okay. it, is, it is a microphone. I will, okay. I will, I will say that. Um, you know, it, it, and, and staring up against this monstrous Cthulhu-esque creature that could be it a stand-in for, right. could be a stand-in for, you know, your, you know, some of the mountains that you have had to climb in life. I'm just saying I see things and I'm wondering, you know, <laughs> um, how much of yourself is in these stories? You don't need to say how or why necessarily, but, um, you know, how does that work out for you? 
you know, I started Tales of Mystery on June 6, 2006. 666. Wow. One page a week at nightmareworld.com. That's where we start. And um, I knew then the big story. Okay. The big story. Not, not every beat per se. There's characters that have evolved and changed and things like that, of course. But I knew the general theme of the story, the gist of the story, where I wanted it to go. Um, one of the, the themes of, of Tales of Mystery has always been this mass denial of fact, wanting, wantingly by society. You know, yep. this is a society that knows monsters and demons are real. They lived through the three days of darkness. Monsters and demons were everywhere, and everyone wants to be convinced now that they're gone. So they're denying this threat that is real and could very well kill them. I did not know in 2006 that that was going to be the 2020-2021 reality. Yep. You know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was supposed to be parody through horror. It was supposed to be like this Kafka-esque, the nakedness of man when faced with the absurd. Of Here's this marginalized person who's trying to warn everyone the threat is still there. It is still real. It is going to come back. It is going to get us. And here we are. We live in that world now. Yeah. And we weren't. And it blows my mind. So, yeah, the, the cover, which Richard Lung did, uh, Lang did an amazing job on this cover. He's the illustrator for Cthulhu Wars, for Peterson Games. Again, a lifeless artist I wanted to work with. I was so honored to have him do this and do such an amazing cover. Um, this cover, I think, partially symbolizes that in the times we're in right now. Here's Mystery with a microphone, holding it up like a, like a wand, like a weapon against Cthulhu, this massive threat, the biggest threat in the series is seen to date. You know, and part of you might go, don't you forget <laughs> me. You know, but uh, yeah, well, you never get that out of your head now. Um, so, yeah, you know, all personal stuff aside, even societally speaking, you know, this, this monstrous, huge, looming threat and mystery standing up to it with a microphone. Um all of volume, all of act one, mystery has been in the shadows. You know, he's this guy who, even when you read volume one, it's like, oh, I got your number from someone. Or, oh, he's helping a homeless person. Oh, oh, oh. I don't want to give away too much of what volume five is about. But I've already told you there's a rock concert. We know there's an evil, ba- there's an evil heavy metal band trying to resummon Cthulhu. Indeed. And mystery's got to stop it. Um... We also saw in volume four that the flaming sigil in the sky and that, and that people are, volume five is going to start with Mr. E waking up in a world very different than the one he went to sleep to, you know? Um, and again, I, I don't want to see Twitch because I want to spoil too much, but the game has changed. You know, the battle with Ranibus and stuff like that changed the game irreversibly. It's changed Mystery's world irreversibly. And, uh, I think you're very astute in noticing some very strong symbolism in that cover personally and professionally. And, and, and from a storytelling perspective, because yeah, there's mystery holding up a microphone against this monstrous threat. And 
there's a lot of people that scream, speak truth to power. Mm. But there's also a lot of people that just scream. And uh, that's all I'm going to say. Fair enough. Say, yeah, you're very astute. And you're right. The, the cover is very symbolic on, on several several levels. And um, yeah, we live in an interesting age, man. We live in an age where some people scream about the tyranny of the majority. We live in an age where some people scream the tyranny of the minority. But to me, hmm. everyone's just screaming. And there's very real dangers out there. And maybe, maybe we need to focus on that. And uh, that's one of the big things you're going to see in Re5 is that um, what people do with the microphone. I love it. Um, I love it. I think that's a great sort of encapsulation of what we're, what we can expect here. Um, it, it, it's, it's cool. It's cool. As a person who's been following the story for a really long time, um, it's cool to be at this point and to see, you know, the story kind of take a different direction, um, following up from obviously how insane um, volume four was. We do have to close out because, you know, unfortunately, uh, Dirk has work to do at night. Um, yeah, the Dirk work never stops. <laughs> exactly. But before we close out, I wanted to add my pledge. Oh, right on. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so I am a long-term fan, but I decided that I actually want the omnibus of Act One because that's super cool to have it in one, you know, like one collected edition. And if I may, in the omnibus, volume one is going to be in full color for the first and only time in the omnibus. Right. And so, that's also super cool, is that it's in full color. This is like it's not saying it's now. Yeah, <laughs> not not saying this is you saying this. I'm saying this is like right. the final coolest version of Tales of Mystery yet. Thank so you. that's the version I want. So I am choosing the both books um, uh, tier. And uh, let's see. I am. I am done. I'm going to go ahead and refresh. I've had it up on the screen right now. <laughs> uh do I just, uh, here we go. Yeah. Boom. Let me look, let me look. Oh, well, it's, it's, it's making me, it's making me create an account or something. I I'm, I'm, oh, I'm a little lost. In the tech that's part, fine. But... That's fine. It's going in and I'm oh, there it goes. There it goes. There it went. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, so awesome. pledge completed. I will be posting a picture of that on social media. Um, you should be able to refresh now, by the way, it should yep. be up. I saw the, the funniest thing, John, the little ticker just went, <laughs> just like went up. It's the funniest thing. That's one of the coolest things when you get to do a Kickstarter. If you ever do one, like if you're watching a browser, like the numbers like so. Yeah, so I'm gonna check real quick as of this writing, just so you know. Mm -hmm. I'll push us towards the game, and we are now as of this. Oh my gosh, $192 away from unlocking the video game. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. <laughs> stretch goal sean <laughs> <laughs> and how could i not pledge when i need this game how else would i get the game oh my gosh it's thank you man i appreciate you very much i appreciate this opportunity and i appreciate all of you backing it you go to talesofmystery.com or just type go to kickstarter.com type in re r-h-e-e and it's volume five in the omnibus check it out uh, again if you like horror noir you like cthulhu you like what we're talking about here check out volume five I personally think at least the both books is the way to go. 
pledged your level of comfort and and thank you i i really appreciate all of you doing that sean i appreciate you as well man thank you it's, it's yeah. such a pleasure absolutely i appreciate you coming on board uh and chatting with me about this i'm excited i hope that listeners are getting excited about it if you've never given tales of mystery a chance i mean if you're a long time listener you've heard me sing the praises over many years at this point so now's a great time um and if you're a new listener i'm telling you it's good i like it and uh, i have good taste yeah. so uh thank you <laughs> so much <laughs> dirk for joining us uh, we will have a link to the kickstarter if you just want to click on the link and get right to that we will have a link in the description thank you for listening to us let them know where they can find you on social before we close out at dirk manning at facebook instagram god help me even twitter <laughs> uh, look for the guy picture the guy at the top and the scarf that's me looks similar to this that would be me. There you go. And uh, yeah, or DirkManning.com is my website. You can sign up for my newsletter there. I send out a newsletter once a month there as well. Uh, or you can find archives of several of our conversations here at the Comic Pals as well. So you can check that out as well. Yes, absolutely. YouTube.com slash the Comics Pals to see this video, to see this interview, uh, if you're just listening to it. And uh, subscribe because there's a lot of other cool interviews and things like that going on there keep abreast of everything that we're putting out uh thank you so much for listening for dirt i'm sean saying until next time take care guys thank you